0: Hello, this is Josue from Empathy Café, where everybody's got a story that can change your heart. We are broadcasting live from Starbucks, my favorite coffee shop. So you will hear sounds from the background. That's normal. When you are talking with a friend at a table, you hear people ordering um, drinks. That's, That's the ambience we are looking here. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about parenting, especially parenting teenage daughters. And there will be four questions that we will ask Stephanie. The first one is what happens when your daughter says, Mom, I'm fat. Second question, Mom, I hate you. Third question, Mom, everybody else does it. And fourth question, what to do when your hormones are driving you crazy and you still need to parent. So, Stephanie Yamniak is an educator with experience in teaching university students, working in international development with UNICEF and the Red Cross, and supporting Indigenous youth in CFS. She has published in the areas of refugees and family supports and mental health issues such as depression and anxiety and Tourette's syndrome. She has a great husband who can make just about anything, a son and daughter who are 20 and 21, and two for babies. Well, Stephanie, hello. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you, Josue? So thanks nice to see you.
0: It's nice to see you too. Um, I'm having a good coffee here at Starbucks, and I'm glad.
1: Cafe au lait as well.
0: Very good, and it's so exciting that we get to talk together about uh, about parenting. So let's let's just go ahead with the with the uh, with the questions. When your daughter says, "Mom, I'm fat," what do you do?
1: You know, I remember being a teenager. I actually found this journal when I was 14 and it says, I am so fat, I weigh 105 pounds. <laughs> this is me at like five, six, but I was so fat. So I, the, I often will share my own experiences with my daughter, which she says stuff like that. So she says, oh, mom, I look so fat. I'm like, hubby, you are a beautiful young lady. You are who you are. If you wanna be healthier, I can help you do that. I could, you know, we could talk about nutrition and exercise and anything you want, but you are a beautiful person in your heart. And I love you. I always end ended. I love you. And I noticed that my daughter always says that every phone call. I love you. Every single phone call, even if we've been Mm-mm. fighting <laughs> because we built that trust takes time to build that trust. When now with my daughter was in grade, I think grade two, she came to me and she said, mom. Uh, do I look fat in these jeans? Great, too. Oh. So that is shocking to think that society is telling girls who are eight years old that they look fat. That shocked me. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, oh, my friend's uh, sister is 13. And she told me I look fat in these jeans. Huh. Eight years old. So, I mean, as a mom, you have to let your kids know that you love them unconditionally, you accept them unconditionally, but we're fighting against a lot of uh, self-image lies in the Mm -hmm. media and even just among other teenagers and other young ladies.
0: What are the biggest lies that uh, you find on social media?
1: I think that you have to have a boyfriend
0: uh-huh. that you have
1: and that you won't get one unless you're skinny and beautiful uh-huh which is not true
0: uh, and, and uh, how do they portray that lie how do you know they say that
1: yeah I guess when you look at like the teen magazines uh, okay. they're all very beautiful they look very confident their hair mm-hmm. is just perfect and their makeup is perfect yes uh, right and there's so many tutorials like on on uh, Instagram and on social media that say, this is the way to do your makeup, to make Cleveland light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's always good to look around and find ways to look better or to look good. So I'm not saying anything against that. We should always be self-approving. But when the media says you are not good enough,
0: uh-huh.
1: that's, that's wrong. So we as mothers, we have a lot of power in the lives of our girls. I believe that. If you are building that trust with them, so when they say, "Mom, I'm fat," and you say, "I love you unconditionally," how can I help you do something that you want to do? That shows that you support them, but just that you love them the way they are. Most important thing.
0: What 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 about if they ask you, "How can I lose weight?" Is yeah, it, it, when like what age, at what age do you um start thinking about losing weight if that is a problem
1: grade two apparently is when young girls i mean again shocking that girls Mm -hmm. at that age are talking about it but i never talk about like the number of my weight it's always if i fit in my clothes Mm
0: -hmm. and so
1: if someone says i i i feel fat i weigh this much i'm like do you fit in your clothes is your heart rate good is your cholesterol low like Those are for adults, I guess, Not for kids. (laughs) They're not checking their cholesterol yet. But it would be, are you healthy? Mm -hmm. So then I would love to exercise with you. Let's find a video on YouTube. and Let's do some exercises together. And then talking about what we eat. Uh, Mm -hmm. My daughter loves cheese. She could have cheese for five meals a day. (laughs) And that's a problem. Yes. So I have had to not buy cheese as often. I like cheese, too. I don't have very mm-hmm. much but I sure love it, but I don't keep it in the house as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. It's bald, it's happy, happening. Well, be good work for it.
0: Glad you mentioned that uh, you did that together. Um, um, Some time ago, I went to the doctor with, with my daughter and uh, do a regular checkup, right? So she she was under the normal weight for her age. Uh, but she wanted to ask questions about what to do because she wanted to be thinner or whatever. And the doctor said, you know, whatever you do, the doctor said that to me, not to her, when I was uh, by myself with, with the doctor. She said, whatever you do, you do it together. Don't put her on a regime or to do exercise by herself, but as a family, go out as a family, take time to do exercise together so they see that it's not, she's not singled out.
1: That's a good, that's a very good point. I thought of another point while you were talking is your children will listen to the words you say. Mm -hmm. So if you are always saying, oh, I look so fat, oh my goodness, I wish I could lose weight. If you're always saying that, your daughter is gonna start thinking, maybe I should be saying that, maybe I should be losing weight, maybe I do fat. Yes. And so they listen to what we say very, very carefully. So try and think about the words that you say about your own self-image.
0: Just think about it before you say it. Well, you just put the finger in the where I am right now because I am in a a, a healthy, in a a health journey. I don't want to call it weight loss journey, but uh, I do need to lose weight because I've gained out of weight to, due to some medications I'm taking, right? right. Um, and I'm discussing that at home. Uh, so I need to be careful what I say.
1: It's very interesting. I went to a doctor appointment with another couple. They had asked me to come and be their support. And the daughter was uh, talking about what she ate, like all the time. Oh, today I had this and this and this, this and this. And the doctor looked at the mother and said are you talking about your weight all the time? And the mother said, no. And then she looked at the father. He said, I always talk about what I eat. I have to eat this today. If I don't eat this, I'm gonna get fat. Um, Mm -hmm. I binge binge a whole um, box of ice cream. And so the doctor's like, oh, that surprises me. But you as a parents need to watch how you talk about yourself being overweight or not. And Mm -hmm. so that that goes for men and women.
0: Um, do you, do you check, um, your daughter's Instagram account? I do. When, when they are teenagers.
1: I do. And I have friends like she's friends with all my friends on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like, so like her aunties. And so I have, I have had her aunties call me and say, go on Facebook right now and see what, what she's posted. Or go on Mm -hmm. Instagram, see what she's posted. And again, it's not like a an overhanging, we're watching what you do. It's a village. It takes a village yeah. to raise on yeah. girls and our sons. And so I appreciate that she knows she has aunties that love her. And every once in a while, I have a couple friends who I haven't even talked to in like maybe six months. And they'll text me, hey, let's talk to your daughter today. And she's worried about this, so I, I hope I helped her. And so just for me, knowing that just makes me, again, I'm a part of a village. And so is my daughter.
0: That's true. That's true. Thank you. Uh, Let's move to the second question. Um, Mom, I hate you. (laughs) I don't know if she has ever said that to you. You don't have to disclose that if you don't want to. But... uh, There are other ways of saying I hate you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. That like right into your heart, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. You're like you're just gonna die, like, Oh my goodness, I gave you I gave birth to you. Yes. (laughs) And I suffered for you. Taking you to suck through the rain and doing this and that right. (laughs) You start thinking about all that as a parent. But no, they're just mad. They still love you pretty much. Maybe not in that moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I have a friend who, who her daughter said to her once I don't even think of you as my parent
0: ouch that ouch. Arch. Yes.
1: and so I just was coaching her saying you know what it's a volatile time just let it go give her space and support to give space It's important that you say I love you even though you're mad at me uh, I'm here when you're ready to talk mm-hmm. and that's really the biggest thing is you are an anchor to your child, Mm -hmm. they know that you are steadfast in your love for them, that no -hmm. matter what they say, you're still gonna be there when they're ready to talk. Yes. Uh, I've seen parents say, well, I hate you too, because they need to know how it feels to be hated. No, I'm stupid. I'm fat, dirty, sorry. You are the parent, you are the adult. You are one that is the rock. You could take it, just take
0: it. Okay, you're the parent. You're the adult. Are you a friend too to your daughter? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Can it go together, friend and parenting? Explain a little yes. bit that.
1: Very good question. So I find that music is a way that I found was not only my daughter, my son, but all all her friends. Mm-hmm. We, we we turn on the tunes in the car. We do some car dancing. <laughs> so if any tension or if someone's mad at someone, we're like, turn on Justin Bieber right now. There
0: then you go. Went. <laughs>
1: I, I, went, I went with a client, to the doctor yesterday, trying to get a shot, and she was freaking out, just crying. I said, OK, are we listening to Shawn Mendes or Charlie Boots?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shawn Mendes. <laughs> <laughs> Shawn Mendes, exactly. OK, good. So
1: during her shot, I have my phone in her ear playing Shawn Mendes. So. Oh. So can you be a friend? Yes. I love hanging out with my kids. I love my kids. I love hanging out with them. Now, setting boundaries, I think, is what you're saying.
0: Yes. Who do you know?
1: There so are times where I say, as your mother, I do not agree with what you're doing. It's hurtful to yourself and hurt to others. How else can you do this? Well, or what else can you do instead of this? So then I have my mom voice on. Okay. But I'd still a friend, I still can say like I'm a more informal person, even in my teaching at edu- at the university. I'm pretty informal because I find that people feel more comfortable talking to me, and so I want my kids to know they could talk to me all the time hypothetically, your children might knock at your door at one in the morning. Well, I'm bored.
0: Uh-huh. Don't
1: wake me up at one in the morning to tell me <laughs> that happens.
0: And develops. those
1: are the kind of boundaries that you have to set for yourself. Uh, I have given myself timeouts. I can't listen to what you're saying anymore. It's like when you go back and forth. I said this. You said this. No, Bob, I hate you. Blah, blah. I've taken a timeout. I'm going to my room. Don't talk to me. Give me, give me 15 minutes to breathe. Goodbye.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's
1: okay to do that. You still love your kid. You just need a break. Yes. Does that answer your question, kind of?
0: It does. It does. It does.
1: Like, find the things that your kids like to do, and when they're in the mode of, I hate you, I don't want to be with you, just make sure they know you're there when they're ready.
0: Yes. That's very important. Um, Mom, everybody else does it.
1: If I had a dollar for every time I heard that, (laughs) I'd be rich, I'd be rich. Yeah. So one thing I learned early on when my kids were young is that it's important to set up a family identity. This is who we are as a family. (laughs) So in our family, we don't watch R-rated piece. In our family, we have certain uh, religious traditions or spiritual traditions. In our family, we love each other. We don't hold grudges. And in our family, we do not use sarcasm. Because I did a research thing on how sarcasm really is about, I hate you. I don't respect you. It's a respect mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. So then when things happen and you don't agree with things, you can say, but in our family, we love each other, we forgive each other. And mm-hmm. that takes it a- into. But teenage years when they're trying to build their own identity right that's that's, what time
0: that, that's they're, correct they're
1: like this is who i am and i remember being in grade six at grade seven and thinking i am not like my parents ew gross
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i am stephanie i am Stephanie landing
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right you're trying to separate yourselves from the identity of your parents but if you have those family values that you can set up that family identity it's going to really help during those times where they say, but everyone's smoking marijuana. According to statistics, there are so many people smoking marijuana. People are also jumping off bridges and driving cars before they're supposed to and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Does that mean you should? So again, it goes back to that parenting trust, goes back to that family identity. I could set the rules. Your kid will do what they want, but hopefully because they love you and respect you, they will hold off. Um, there's another saying that we have. Let's say your kid says they want to do something that's way too mature for them. Like if they're 14 and they're saying, oh, should I be kissing my boyfriend or whatever it might be that they're saying. When you're 16, you get a license to drive a car because you're mature enough to drive a car. We'll vote. At 14, at 13, you're not mature enough to drive a car. The same goes with certain things in your life. There are maturity levels where you're ready to do things and where it's not safe yet. So as your parent, I love you. I will help you navigate that, but you need to trust.
0: Mm -hmm. Because ultimately we are, we are trying to um, help them become good citizens, adults, independent adults, AND THE TEENAGE YEARS YOU GO SLOWLY TOWARDS THAT PROCESS. UM, WHAT HAPPENS? GO AHEAD, GO AHEAD.
1: ahead. I HAD A COUNSELOR, I HAD THIS COUNSELOR TELL ME, IMAGINE THAT YOU'RE GOING BOWLING, AND IMAGINE THAT THERE ARE THOSE BARRIERS. YOU KNOW THOSE BARRIERS THAT GO UP WHEN YOU BOWL, LIKE THE SAFETY GUARDS OR WHATEVER? YES. YOU ARE THOSE SAFETY GUARDS.
0: The kid mm-hmm. can
1: go this way, the kid can go that way, and that way, and that way, not in straight down to the to grown up. Mm-hmm. But you are still those guards, so if you keeps it within those parameters and keep them safe. It's always safe first. I like when, that analogy.
0: When when you tell your daughter, um, you when you explain to her that uh, you are trying to um, help her become a young adult and independent, and and to have her own responsibilities. Um, You you may say that several times, repeat it. Um, What happens if the daughter is growing up, but the maturity is not up there, and She's claiming that she is up there where, well, I'm, I'm 19 now or I'm 18 now, but you still see that, oh, maybe you don't even clean your room, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, You're ready to move out. uh, What do you, when do you, when do you stop guiding them, holding their hand? When do you let them make their own mistakes so they can learn. and I mean how do you navigate that?
1: That's a million dollar question, Joe <laughs> <laughs> rich.
0: <laughs> well I want to know now for my own sake. <laughs> I have two daughters. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: So you have a you have a beautiful challenge for Yes. Yes. Yeah, do you know I read a lot. I read all the time, like little articles here and there on human development. Mm-hmm. Um some daughters that we might have, might have like anxiety, depression, they might have like developmental delays where they are 18, but maybe emotionally they're 14. Okay. So our daughters are not like us necessarily. That's correct. So I think about how I was when I grew up. I was pretty independent. My parents let me do a lot of things. It was easy. I felt, I felt it was, I was easy. I don't know. <laughs> i <I'll laughs> that. Just ask but, them. <laughs> just ask them, yeah. But I think you need to be greedy all the time. I've like heard, hurt, hurt things. There's lots of great mm-hmm. websites. There's this one, it's called something like, help, I'm a mother of a teen girl, or something like that. And it's called mm-hmm. Sue Says. It, okay. Like you find that website. But I read that every once in a while, because they have, great articles about helping the self-image helping your girls as they grow and develop but setting boundaries is important and so what those boundaries are they change
0: yeah yeah
1: that's the, the challenging part
0: okay the fourth question the fourth topic to talk about is um, when when you as a mom and uh, your hormones are changing, um, and hormones can drive you crazy. How do you keep your cool? <laughs> How do you parent you a teenage me. daughter that <laughs> because both, yeah. uh, both the teenage daughter is just going through hormonal changes, and by the time the the daughter reached the teenage years, oftentimes the mother is going through pre-menopause or so menopause, yeah. and there are yeah. hormonal changes there too. And so you have a child and a parent both with hormones going crazy. Wow. How, wow. how, how do you navigate that? I, I'm well, not assuming that's your case, but if you have heard yeah. of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> lots of chocolate.
0: Lots of chocolate, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know. I. I have a, a saying with my, with my wife, you know, that I, I throw the chocolate and hide behind the desk. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Good. You're, you're on the right track. Okay. Good.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so when I was 35, I think my doctor said, you're in perimenopause. I was like, what is that? I mm. have been headaches. I had joint pain. I had very yeah. sog. I was dropping things. I thought I had MS. Like, I was really concerned. Mm -hmm. And so she did all the tests. She's like, no, no, you're just in perimenopause. I was like, what is that? So apparently, ladies, lucky for us, we're in menopause for 15 years. Did you know that? We have five years of perimenopause, five years of menopause, and then five years of palp menopause. Yeah, we're so lucky. And so we gained weight. We get annoyed and irritated very easily. And then we had teenage daughters who were going through their own hormonal changes. So it is such a big challenge to try and stay focused on doing what is right and being kind when you're freaking out yourself or just irritated. I think for myself, that was the biggest challenge. I was very irritated and annoyed. A lot.
0: I'm like, Why are
1: you children being so bad? I mean, and I don't say that you're bad kids, that's not who I am. But yeah. when you're irritated. You're like, why are you annoying yeah. me? Go away. Just go away.
0: Yeah. So I, yeah.
1: I found that walking for me, was the best. Or I go to Chapters bookstore.
0: For your own mental health, you're talking. Yes. Yes.
1: I say, I'm I'm going. Goodbye. I remember saying that. Or I go to the movies by myself. That oh, so... was a really good one, too, for me. Mm-hmm. And so when Bama is annoyed and she's going somewhere, you just let her go. What <laughs> happened? Been... <laughs> And those are the, for me, those are the three things. And then I pray and I read the Bible for me. Reading the Bible is so uh, soothing and calming because for me, there's an answer to every problem in the Bible. So I read all of those great verses like, let not your heart be troubled, and cast your cares on him, and all things work together for good. So for me, that helps also. But felt walking, going to the bookstore because that's my happy place. So find whatever your happy places and I went to the movies by myself. I really liked that. I felt so like, like, I don't know, like I could just be alone instead of having to be on.
0: Yes. But,
1: you know, like as a parent, we have to be yes. on
0: all the time.
1: All the time. It's exhausting.
0: It is. It is.
1: What should I do? All about this. What should I do about this? Or I hate you, mom. We are like, oh, please, just give me a minute by myself.
0: So you're you saying that uh, in order to be a better parent to your teenage daughter, you need to take time for yourself. You need to take care of yourself.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You need to find out what those things are mm-hmm. that, uh, and that will help you to be safe.
0: And if you, if you take care of your own mental health, then you become more stable. Yeah. With or without daughters, so, with or without parenting, you you need to, to take care of your mental health, you become stable. And then your daughter may be going up and down, up and down, but she knows that you are always there yes. at the level that she can reach you. Yeah. I've always told
1: my kids, I have a cup of energy. and And you, as my children, I say, you have a cup of energy. When your cup is empty, you are not going to be your best self. You're going to be angry and tired and annoyed. And so you need to figure out what fills your cup. And so as a mother, we especially have to do that when our hormones are all over the place. Mm -hmm. You need to find out what fills your cup. And so for me, I know what it is. I found a couple new things because... I have some very good women who are my friends and of my same age. And so we often counsel each other. Mm-hmm. I have one friend about once a month to go for breakfast to just to catch up. Her daughter's the same age as my daughter, and her mom is the same age as my mom because I'm like as a caregiver for my mom. Wow. From far away, as of a caregiver for my daughter. And so mm-hmm. find wise counsel, find good friends who are going mm-hmm. through the same thing and be willing to share. You need to know who you could share with. That's a court though also, mm-hmm. because you can overshare with someone who is, a, is an anxious person or a worried person or doesn't keep secrets. And that's yeah. not good.
0: Well, you don't want that, therefore. Yeah. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much Thank you for um, chatting with us. Um, as final words, any words of uh, um, you know wisdom that Stephanie has for <laughs> the moms out there that are watching us? Go ahead.
1: You know, it's important that you have filled yourself so that you have something to give. That's very important. And try and have a growth mindset, which means I'm always learning. I'm flexible. I'm willing to listen to what my daughter says to me how she's feeling. And you don't have to always react. Sometimes you just say, oh, they two Terry," And they do think about it for a little while about how you should react. So just love your girls, give them all your love, let them know you're there for them.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, thank you, Sway. Nice to see you.
0: Um, actually, can, can you, when you, uh, when, when we are done, can you add in the comments the website that you were uh, referring to earlier? I will. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Uh, bye. Well, that was our time with Stephanie. We have shows like this uh, every week. Uh, we download it as well as a podcast. Uh, you go to ww.www.. Www empathy.cafe. You can find there the live video, you will find the podcast as well. And if you want to support this um, a podcast, you can also uh, tap on the donation button. Thank you very much. Peace and love.